is a non-profit Christian apologetics ministry specializing in young earth creationism. According to Sarfati, this was not a refutation of biblical teaching of creation and the flood, but a dogmatic refusal to consider them as even possible explanations. Then I happened to watch a documentary on the Discovery Channel about Noah's Ark. The title of the piece, Noah's Ark, The True Story, shows the Ark story from every angle but that of the Bible. The piece also mentioned the Sumerian epic of Gilgamesh. This story was first unearthed in 1853 by a British archaeologist Sir Austin Henry Layard when he was excavating the palace library in the ancient Assyrian capital of Nineveh. Among their finds were a series of twelve tablets of great epic or story. These tablets dated from about 650 BC, but the poem inscribed therein was much older. The hero in this epic, Gilgamesh, according to the Sumerian king list, was a king of the first dynasty of Uruk, who reigned for 126 years. In the epic of Gilgamesh, the hero is two-thirds divine and one-third mortal, and he has enormous intelligence and strength, but also oppresses his people. The people then call upon the gods, and more specifically, the sky god Anu, who is the chief god of the city. He makes a wild man called Enkidu whose own strength rivals that of Gilgamesh. They fight, but neither can win. The contest ends in mutual respect for one another. The two friends set off on adventures together, but the sky gods eventually kill Enkidu, which throws Gilgamesh into a grievous period of mourning. Gilgamesh then realizes he too will eventually die, and he learns of one man who did become immortal. That person is called Utnapishtim, who is the survival of the global flood. Utnapishtim's story is told on the eleventh tablet of the Gilgamesh epic. In the biblical story, God commands Noah to build the ark as the Lord has seen fit to destroy all mankind due to their absolute wickedness. God also tells Noah that he is sorry that he created man. So Noah begins to build the ark when he was six hundred years old. After the ark is completed, Noah and his family are the only ones, besides the animals that God brought to him to stow on the ark, to survive. According to Mr. Sarfati's article, disbelief in the Genesis flood has become so entrenched that even many ostensibly Christian colleagues don't teach it. However, Jesus himself taught that the flood was real history, just as real as his future second coming when he said in the book of Luke 17, 26-27, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day of Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. I do believe the Bible is the eternal word of God and that Jesus is his resurrected son. I believe the Bible was written according to divine revelation, and it is not to be added to or anything removed from. It is everlasting in its teachings and, like its author, God, does not change at all over time. Chapter 1 The phone on Dr. Ian James's desk rang. It rang as he was doing some online research on Ramses, one of the kings of ancient Egypt. He had read an article on the king that was written by his old friend Dr. Abu Nadir Mustafa, who had written an article about the king during the time of the plagues on Egypt because he had refused to let the Israelites free from bondage and out of Egypt when Moses told him it was time and because the God of Israel said so. He had been out of touch with his friend for some time due to the busy schedules, and both their careers had taken different paths. 
He had taken the tenure at the University of Oregon to teach the ancient Egyptian studies course. He was paid a king's ransom to do so. Hello? The professor said as he spoke into the phone. Dr. James, someone named Dr. Mustafa is on line two for you. He says it's urgent. Dr. Mustafa? Dr. James thought to himself. What makes him call me here in the States? Must be important for him to do that. He remembered how tight-fisted his old friend used to be when it came to money. Abu hated to spend money on anything unless he could find a valid reason to do so. He was always giving Ian free advice on how to save his money, whether he wanted it or not. Abu's father had been a banker by trade, and while Abu was born with the proverbial silver spoon in his mouth, his father taught him that even though one is born into privilege, you can't take it with you when you die, and you must be very wise in how you save your money. His father often said that just because you have money doesn't mean you must spend it. Ian.